heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, a lot of us were wondering if the heat would become too hot for Harvard and Claudine Gay, whether we sh- whether she would escape the day or whether uh, the pressure would mount. And as you see, she has resigned. Now, what's shocking about this story, my fellow Americans, is that the claims of racism started immediately, just absolutely immediately. The whole story turned and the narrative was, uh, you could set your watch to it, but it was... Uh, shocking a bit how they turned this story into what they did. Uh, Pretty wild here. Uh, Also, uh, well, what's going to happen with the Supreme Court and how do they rule on uh, Trump being on the ballot? Uh, As states are now, a lot of blue states are pushing their weight. And of course, this argument comes down to an insurrection that never was. Uh, You can have many different opinions on many different things, but you can't call something what it ain't. (laughs) as they say, right? So that's a whole thing there. And that's going to be interesting when the Supreme Court rules on that, by the way. Uh, the other big story we're following today is, well, it's a story I don't touch a lot because I think it's ludicrous, but I know it's a hot story for many. And that is Jeffrey Epstein and his uh, favorite list of Pied Piper parrots. Uh, got a whole bunch of people being thrown around there, but people, uh, I guess it's a who's who kind of thing, you know? It's like one of those who's who game. And, it, you know, they, they keep saying the media reports on this, by the way, as well. Nobody's been charged with anything yet. No, they're just hanging around with pedophiles, I guess. I don't know. I don't, what do you make of that story? I'm not sure. Welcome in, finally here, to the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. And it is the first, indeed, for 2024. Going to cover all those stories today, friends, uh, on uh, the broadcast. And let me tell you who's on today with the panel. It's going to be really good stuff here. And who's going to be on with us first will be Dean Bowen is here. And he's the head of a, a school at Waterbrook Christian Academy. It's a K through 12 classical Christian school that he and his wife founded. And uh, a very fascinating. He's the host of the Dean's uh, uh, list on uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio, in fact. Uh, and also, uh, Patricia Antone is here, and uh, Patricia is, she's an author, activist, constitutional conservative, analyzes, well, many of these stories. Be interesting today to hear from her on the backdrop of our Constitution. It's kind of a lost art today, actually. Uh, and uh, Dr. Steve Latulip is here. He's a physician, board-certified family medicine, our retired United States Air Force officer, ordained minister, And I love saying that about Steve. I don't get a chance to do that a lot because he's on a lot of programs with me, but duly noted, he's one of the most accomplished people I know, actually, Uh, and uh, a a person I call a dear friend. Uh, So they'll all be on the broadcast here today. Uh, Let's start off with this Claudine Gay and uh, Dean Bowen. You'll join me right now on the broadcast. And all right, so here's what I do know about this. So for listeners to understand now, she was the first black president of Harvard in its 387-year history. That is a, a remarkable milestone in itself. And maybe that's maybe that's what's kind of lit this whole thing on fire, maybe, because it, well, it's like, Gene, it's almost like it's like the untouchables. Like you can't really touch that because of the color of that skin. 
And because, you know, maybe they haven't done that before for 387 years. But I see a lot of people say, oh, my God, black women are in trouble. And I, that's a narrative that's all over the place with the leftist media. Uh, now, she wrote in her opinion piece in the New York Times, by the way, Dean, she said they recycled tired racial stereotypes about black talent and temperament. Wow. They pushed a false narrative of indifference and incompetence. A lot of claims about plagiarism. Of course, the anti-Semitism is at the top of the heap here. What do you make of this story? Well, I I guess I, I get, you know, maybe this whole idea of, of racism coming from that she is the first black president of Harvard. You know, that in and of itself, as you said, is a big deal. I don't think, Malcolm, that that overrides the the accusations that are being brought against her, though. I don't believe that the fact that she's a, the first black president, I don't think that overrides her her inept testimony in front of Congress. Yeah. I don't think it overrides her her weak defense of of plagiarism as as being, I don't know, maybe I just made a mistake here or a mistake there. Uh, this has been uh, documented that th this is a practice of hers. And, and Dean, and Dean, know, where do we draw the line in something like this? In other words, if she was the first black president in 387 years, okay, of the of, of Harvard, and she went out and committed murder, or uh, I don't sure. know, she stole somebody's lunch money. Uh, I mean, where do we draw the line on this? Because you're because you're a black American or Asian or Hispanic or white. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems a little murky to me. It's very murky, and I I think Malcolm, what makes it even murkier, is her inability to accept responsibility. I don't know if if you caught this in her um, resignation statement or letter. She th th This is a direct quote. She said, it has been distressing to have doubts cast on my commitment to confronting hate and upholding scholarly rigor, two bedrock values that are fundamental to who, to who I am. And I don't know about you, but if I have a bedrock value fundamental to who I am, I'm going to operate my life from that bedrock value. Yeah. And here she's claiming that confronting hate and upholding scholarly rigor are bedrock values of hers, yeah. but her, her daily actions do not line up with those words. Okay, let me ask you this now, Dean. Uh, when Representative Stefanik called her out, that, that was famous. That I mean, she'll go down. I don't think we'll ever forget Stefanik doing that. It really was a landmark moment for her with the vigor in her eyes and the way she called him right out there on the stand. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder, uh, real fair question here, but in, I, I don't know that you know the answer to this, but why is it, in your heart of hearts now, your, your truth, why do you think she couldn't call out anti-Semitism for what it is? What's the real answer to that, please? Do you know? You know, I think that's the question that that many of us are asking. And for me, Malcolm, yeah, I think it, it she couldn't because she. I don't want to say this. Say it, please. Say it. Say it, please. <laughs> Is she an anti-Semite? I mean, well, if, I don't know. You can't call it out. I, I, I guess that's it's a a rhetorical question on my part. If you can't call it out, <laughs> then aren't you that thing? It, it just, uh, I, I, I don't think she could call it out, Malcolm, because yeah. I, I think that she is in support of it. 
Well, let me say this. None of, none of them could call it out that day, Dean. It, it seems to me like did. none of them could. Now, here's the thing. And, and, and you'll tell me, you, you're in education, you run the school, you're, you understand education. Let me ask you this. You know, education is in crisis in our country. Um, the fact that everything that is oozing out of the universities and colleges of the way that it is, I mean, like, we have to ask ourselves at some point, like, like, where are they getting this from? Like, like, how do you support a terrorist group? I mean, no matter mm -hmm. what your stripe is, I mean, are you human? Do you have a, uh, do you have some humanity in you? No matter mm -hmm. what you, uh, your politics are. I mean, so, I mean, they're getting this stuff from somewhere, Dean. W I mean, maybe we should look at the leadership in these schools. What do you think? Uh, Malcolm, you hit the nail on the head. Now, when this whole this whole congressional thing broke out, the the Wharton Advisory Board sent a letter to Penn, mm -hmm. and in that letter, you know, they demanded new leadership. They mm -hmm. demanded that you know McGill go, but they also said in that letter, "We want to know what the university board's values are. Tell us what your values are." And we got crickets. We got silence. That board could not speak to their values. And it makes me wonder, did, did the values of McGill reflect the values of that board? And well, so the these values, are their presidents. They're the presidents. I mean, you they're know. the presidents, Malcolm. So yeah. aren't they, you know, so. aren't they in lockstep with, with that board? Well, I they think. say the apple never falls far from the tree, I think, is right, what they're right. saying was. All right, Dean, stay there. Hold that door. Let's get Patricia in the conversation. Patricia, I, I asked Dean a, a pretty tough question. I mean, he answered it honestly. But, I mean, what's your honest truth to that? I mean, are they anti-Semites? What is it? I think it's the... The collectivist ideation produces racism. It's not the other way around. We're looking for anti-Semitism as, um, as the cause. And I think the approximate cause here is the collectivist or the Marxist ideation. And when I say that, what I mean is if we replace the individual merit of the applicant with uh, characteristics representing various collectives. We've got to have a black female lesbian, in other words. If we if we do that, and, and already Harvard has committed to replacing this black woman with another black woman. I don't know if she's a lesbian or not, but, but they've already committed to a collectivist selection again. And that cannot do other than uh, produce racism. Yes. So I think what we're looking at in the anti-Semite thing is Judaism, the Torah, specifically identifies the person as made in the image of, in other words, it's anti-racist. It is the, the anti-racist ideology. So I think that's that's one of the reasons why they can't really support the Jews, they can't support Israel, is because Israel is founded mm. on the whole Torah uh, worldview. Yeah. Can, can I ask you this, uh, Patricia? I'm curious. Uh, you, your point of collectivism in this uh, paradise here of the universities is, is well uh, duly noted, I think. It's it's a good uh, point. Uh, and that seems to be their DEI go-to argument mm -hmm. with everything mm -hmm. these days. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing is on values or accomplishments or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, what do you think happens to that tale? Serious question. When it comes what? to, well, let me say the question first. When it comes to a dude like me, 
Like, uh, for instance, a, a white, uh, conservative, patriotic American who bleeds red, white, and blue. Do we fit into that collectivism uh, idea? Or what would they say to that, please? Not at all. We, you, a, a white European descent male absolutely does not fit into that. And here's here's the reason, though. It's all about power. Because if we if we uh, acknowledge the the individual merit, then you have a chance to better yourself and better your chances of getting whatever by your own work and effort. If we instead, if we if we uh, authorize government to produce this statistical parity that um, they're trying that they go for, and they call it equity. And they say, okay, well, we have to have X number of each different variety as if we were collecting cows or something. If they do that, then who's in charge? Who is empowered by each of those? If it's if it's individual merit, the person isn't empowered. And if it's a collectivist ideation and, and the pursuit is, okay, we're going to authorize whoever's in charge of this university or this what have you, to engineer statistical parity among various collectives. So what I get out of this, so it's about what, power. I, what I get out of this is that within all of these, uh, uh, this collectivism, these various groups you're talking about, I think what you're saying, basically, there's an agenda, Patricia, there's an agenda here, basically, right? I mean, it's a big agenda, yeah. right? It's, a, it's an agenda to aggregate power. Yeah, that's a, uh, there it is. Perfectly said. All right, let's get to Dr. Steve Latulip in here. I, I need you to help clean up, do a clean up on aisle three now, Steve. <laughs> where, do we, where do we go wrong on this? And, uh, I, you know, I, I have to believe they're anti-Semites or something. I don't know. It's funny. The people who are always calling racists are, in fact, seem to be the racists. And that seems, seems to be a narrative on the left. We hear often enough about it. Was it Gay's time to go? Uh, I think it certainly was, Malcolm. Uh, Claudine Gay, you know, even with her plagiarism uh, scandal, you know, it's harming the, the very cause that they're trying to push. They're trying to say, OK, blacks or or uh, Hispanics or whatever the race they want to push. You know what they're saying, uh, you know, by allowing such people in is that they can't do it on their own. They cannot inherently. Uh, have the the fortitude, the strength, the mental capacity to get somewhere on their own. So they have to have these new rules so that they don't get left out. And that's where the equity in the DEI scenario is just completely bogus and without substance. So I think Claudine Gay uh, absolutely needed to go. Uh, I'm all for anybody with the capabilities, the credentials. I don't care what the skin color is. And that is what we all should be pushing for because what we are becoming is in every aspect of our lives. I don't care what setting you want to talk about medicine, politics, economics, and also, you know, we're just involved in a cancel culture where we can't speak honestly and with integrity about the value of a human being for who they are. Yes. And Steve, let, me, their merit. let me ask you, what are the take a, a 30 seconds? Tell me, what are the lessons learned from this? What's the summary? Of, what do we take away from this whole episode moving forward now? Uh, you know, the ramifications of this. What do you think? I think the important thing is that we need to have two things. Number one, integrity of character. Number two, accountability. Uh, the, we know, for example, that Harvard does have a standard, even though the leaders themselves can't seem to quote it or won't quote it. But there is a written standard. We have to hold ourselves 
to some form of standard so that we have integrity and so that we can represent we the people, which is all races. Okay. All right. Now, Dean, I started with you. I want to end with you on this particular segment before we move to the next topic. And I, I just want to ask you the same thing. Take 30 seconds and tell me, well, this is important, actually. What do you think? Does education, the the uh, does the education uh, industry, I'll call it, learn anything from this? Does anything become of this, or does this get whitewashed away? Uh, unfortunately, Malcolm, I don't believe the education industry learns anything because I think they're all in lockstep with what Harvard's doing. Let's get rid of Claudine Gay. Let's bring in another black woman, somebody who. Uh, is going to fit our mold and our model, and we're just going to keep going forward. I unfortunately, I I, yeah. I don't yeah. see. I heard some people in. say the. I heard some experts say recently they thought DEI would be uh, heavily uh, damaged from this. You know, do you is that a possibility, uh, Dean? This DEI business. I, I do agree that that DEI is going to take a, a hit from this. I hope it takes a hit. Well, that's a good accomplishment there, isn't it? Well, that's a good point. That would be a very good accomplishment. I don't know that the education system learns that lesson, though. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Thank you. All right, friends. Uh, we are on a Voice of a Nation roundtable today, and uh, Patricia Anton is here. Uh, Dean Bond is here, and Dr. Steve LaTulip. Uh, and uh, we're going to do next, after this one in the next segment, uh, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be the Supreme Court thing. Uh, taken on uh, Trump's ballot appeal. He appealed uh, to the court, of course. And uh, this was the the whole insurrection conversation. Uh, I think things are getting a little hot in the kitchen there. As Trump is building momentum, uh, the left is losing their collective minds. And uh, I don't know what else they have in their uh, their uh, card game of jokers. I'm not sure what else they have they can play out there, but we're going to find out. Talk about that in the next segment. Uh, let me also wish you and yours just a tremendous uh, Happy New Year and 2024. Always love this time of year, as you know, and love to get into a new opportunity and uh, be able to do it all again. Uh, and, and hopefully we get it right this time, God willing, right? Uh, it's another chance to do that. I want to introduce you again now to the brand new platform on AmericaOutloud.news. We accomplished a great deal um, in the time over the holidays. Our team did a tremendous job. And as we say at the top of AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. That's what we mean. Exactly. And I love this new uh, mantra we have on the platform. If you've seen that, it's powerful. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. Mm, I love it. That, to me, is is the rallying call for free speech. It's what we're about. We don't have to agree with each other. We can always be ladies and gentlemen and expect uh, and respect the uh, American tradition of our uh, First Amendment and American diversity of opinions, thoughts, thinking, and be our own people. That's important today. And that's going to be the box I stand on here on these broadcasts on this network. So there's a lot of new tools on the platform. You can now... Um, Email directly the host to any of the shows. Uh, just just go to the uh, under the menu to all the shows. You'll see the whole litany. Actually, they're at the on the front page at the bottom there too. And email any of them the questions you'd like to ask them, and uh, they can bring those up on here. And, and we've been doing that successfully with all the Q and A's. But it's a great opportunity to uh, get closer to all of our wonderful family here of America Out Loud listeners. 
A lot of new writers, got some excited new writers. I could not be more pleased. I have to tell you really truthfully, some really brilliant, brilliant national writers that are adding a real perspective to the conversation here. Um, got a lot of tools there. Please check it out. Spend some time there. And But before you leave there, please share three stories. I'm going to hold you to sharing three stories every time you go to the platform. Everyone, please, including the people on this call today, share three stories, not your own, other stories for my own people here. But share three stories every day uh, that are out there. And if everybody does that in America, well, I got to tell you what, the out loud truth will go from sea to shine in sea real quickly. That's how you do that, friends. We multiply. We'll take a quick pause and we'll join you back in just a moment here on the second uh, part of this conversation on the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud News was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. Here it is, Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast and all of our beautiful friends around the world as well. Uh, you always have a home here at America Out Loud, and, uh, and thank you for being on the mission. Uh, we've got here Dr. Steve LaTulip is here today. Patricia Antone is here. Uh, Dean Bowen is here. Each has got fabulous credentials and their experiences of life. And they're sharing them with us today. And I love these roundtables because you get a good cross-section of thoughts and opinions from real-world Americans. And uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, so the Supreme Court uh, is going to be interested. Now, there's a lot of things I'm hearing on this next story about Trump. There are those who say, well, they may overplay their hand because it is a political bomb that has now been put in their lap, like it or leave it. Uh, the Supreme Court, for those who say it's not political, has always been political. I do not, for me, myself, personally, I do not subscribe to the, I never have in my life that I've seen where the Supreme Court is not political. Now, they are indeed a political body, even though everybody says they're not. I, I would rebuke that. They are indeed. So there are those who say, well, uh, how will those conservatives maybe overplay their hand and shoot this down to a defeat for Trump so they're not like, you know, kind of rocking the canoe and maybe have Americans think that, you know, something's up, something smells in Denmark, maybe. I don't know. I hear those people in that sense of opinion. And then I hear the others who say, no, 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 he, he should win this one because it's X. It's not what it is. First of all, the word insurrection has been a political word that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her uh, merry round of pirates there uh, at the committee 
uh, put on the whole thing uh, to, uh, to, you know, to frost the cake up, basically, to deliver it to America and say, well, this is what happened here. This was when the former president called for a peaceful protest that would be equivalent to an insurrection. Of course, they laid down, the, you know, people, I'm so tired of talking about this garbage. That's why uh, Trump offered extra security, extra all of this. She called it down. Uh, they opened up the gates, let everybody come in for a party. I mean, what else could be wrong with that? It was a hell of an insurrection, I'll tell you. You know, put some candles on the cake and celebrate while they were at it. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The whole thing is a farce. If there ever was one, this is it, indeed. So now states are trying to pull him off. Colorado, of course, Maine. We're seeing others uh, are contesting this as well now and say, well, these are the blue states, a phenomenon. They want to pull Trump off and play judge and jury, which is really the... Uh, the leftist tools is what they do, basically. It's how Marxists operate, uh, right? You know, like it or love it or leave it. Patricia Antone will take the lead on this segment here. And Patricia, so this whole thing, and you've written about this, you actually have pieces on this. You have a great uh, op-ed here, in fact, that was actually, yeah, just a couple of weeks back here. The, the lawfare campaign against Trump is backfiring. 2024 may not be their goal. Before we even climb to that theory that you have there, uh, so Supreme Court, what's your opinion? How do they, what, what does your heart tell you now, how they're going to rule? Do you have a sense of how you think they will rule? Well, I, I believe when we first need to, to understand what's at stake and, and how the court will see what's at stake. Is it a, a, a decision between two parties and the interests between two parties, or is it a decision about the interests of the republic writ large here? And I think what they will say is we cannot allow the judiciary, the lower judiciary, to, to uh, basically construct the ballot or to deconstruct the ballot. So we, we uh, between parties, uh, in other words, between parties. Ex exactly, exactly. You know, gotcha. th in in um in making this ruling, Colorado actually cited a decision that was that was made by then um appellate court Neil Gorsuch. And I think they did that with an eye toward going to SCOTUS with this. And that 2012 ruling, Gorsuch said that that ironically, state uh, Scott, um, Secretary of State for Colorado, Scott Gessler, was correct in pulling someone off a ballot when they were when they were factually ineligible. In other words, there was a a factor determining eligibility that was not in any kind of dispute. The person pulled off the ballot by Scott Gettler, uh, Gessler was a um, naturalized citizen somebody foreign born mm -hmm. and 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 that that's not eligible for the presidency so he was pulled off the ballot that didn't make a lot of noise back then even though it went all the way to the supreme court okay. or even when it went went to uh to uh not the supreme court but you know it it was contested but that that's what the decision was was that okay he had a right to pull that person off the ballot on the basis that this okay. is a not contested fact and it's never been tried. All right. So politics playing into this. Let's get to the juggler now on this thing, please. And uh, so do you think that, you know, there's different political views here on how this lays out? Uh, does it play out the way you, th what do you think? The Democrats are going to say that, okay, we've established that the uh, state Colorado state 
um, Secretary of State can pull somebody off the ballot. We've determined that the state has the right to pull somebody off the ballot. And I think the the Republican position, the other, the opposite, Trump's uh, defense, are going to say that instance pertained something that was not in factual dispute. There was no factual dispute here. Right. If if it's if it's considered okay for the for the court to pull somebody off the ballot when no factual em- right, evidence right. is there there's no fact yeah the fact that you can do it doesn't make it right is what you're saying i mean well yeah. and the fact that you can do it there's parameters on that That's if, right. if the state pulls somebody off over a fact that is not in dispute okay then nobody right. disputes it no, no so your point is your point is uh, in, in in granite stone i i totally get what you're saying but now so does the court, do, do you think that he prevails? Does Trump prevail in this case? Does he stay on the ballot? I believe he does. I believe he does. I believe okay. they'll say, yeah, we can't we can't allow okay. this arbitrary and, and capricious ruling to uh, to prevail. We can't allow it. OK. All right. And then and then uh, I want to get back to you and just be t- tighten up, uh, sharpen up your blade a moment. I want to get back to you on your message about 2024 may not be their goal. OK. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that point because it's a very interesting point that I know has a lot of people uh, scratching their heads. Let me get Dr. Steve Latulip in on this as well now. Uh, Steve, um, uh, so this whole thing, you know, insurrection, not an insurrection. I mean, we're all over this garbage and what have you. There's still people struggle, suffering with their lives, locked up in jails, J6. The whole thing was an absolute charade. It was ridiculous on its face. Uh, and um, But now this whole thing about them using this word, this highly politicized word of insurrection, and we know the left have their own dictionary. We know this. So they're using the dictionary. They're using the word. And now they're saying, well, wait a minute. And the states are now saying, well, wait a minute. We can't have an insurrectionist on the ballot. So we're going to do it. So they've made up their own, you know, uh, paradigm here of conversation, Steve, basically. So, I mean, is there any room for the court to, because I hear some people saying they, they may not give it because they don't want, they don't, in other words, they don't want Americans. I got to whisper this, Steve, a minute, because it's a real secret here. They don't want Americans to think that possibly they are doing this because, you know, like they're a conservative and like Trump put them on there and they might not do that. What do you say to that? Um, I, I think that these guys are just plain full of baloney. They, and that's putting it very nicely. You know, they're using, they're appealing to the 14th amendment and what they are doing that this is becoming a habit with the left is that they are declaring people guilty uh, not as charged. In other words, Trump has is, is been found guilty of absolutely nothing. We know who was the insider of the fake uh, insurrection, and it was anybody but Trump. And that's going to play out very clearly that Trump has not been charged with anything formally. He is accused of a lot of things, but he's found guilty of absolutely nothing. But he be charged for a peaceful protest, Steve? Exactly right. I mean, we know what happened. We know how the FBI played into this, how they incited everything. Uh, People, I even hear conservatives saying all these uh, J6 people just stormed the building. They didn't storm the building. The doors were open to them. They were invited in, welcomed in, come on in by the security there at the Capitol. Like that, that is not an insurrection. And it just infuriates me to know that we still have people serving uh, time in prison and still awaiting trials when they haven't even been formally charged. This is purely 
criminal. This is communist uh, communism in action. And I say we got to fight it. But I think that Trump's going to come out a winner on this uh, big time because there's just absolutely no substance whatsoever to what he's being uh, charged of. And we have the evidence for that. Right, right. Um, you know, when we talk about, and I remember the words clearly the day they happened about the peaceful protest, I think everybody's got to understand that, you know, and I, you know, what I think about right away is that when BLM and Antifa and, and, and all these uh, Marxist groups of the left uh, were out there burning half of America down, they, the, the media was literally selling that as peaceful protests. I mean, truly, truly, they were in front of the cameras. I remember the couple of shots oh, sure. in front of the cameras. The flames are burning behind them. The block is burning. Well, it's just peaceful protests. A couple of kids out here having fun on an afternoon. What the hell's the matter with you? Come on, you know. Right. Really. And besides that, they're, they're totally justified. Somehow they had a, a total cl clear reason for doing that, and it was okay for them, you know. But um, maybe if Trump had set a fire, up behind the stage maybe that or they set a fight maybe that would have helped steve i don't know i'm just asking i don't know yeah yeah we need to change our tactics somehow <laughs> don't we? set the whole <laughs> thing in place i'm not sure dean bowen let me ask you would that have helped in this case had we set a bomb fire or something near a j6 would that have helped do you think maybe i don't know <laughs> no no that would not have helped <laughs> That would have done the exact opposite. Uh, uh, so, well, I don't know. The left gets point. away with it, brother. I'm not sure. I'm just asking here. Not sure well, you know, they they do. And I can't explain to you why they do. Uh, but but they do. They, they, they're they used to lying and lying and lying and lying. And uh, they just it just comes as second nature to them. Yeah. So what what did what did we get wrong in the first part of this conversation about this um, the Supreme Court and this? Uh, what did you hear that you might disagree with? Anything? I think that uh, Colorado and and Maine. It's interesting that you had mentioned that you know, blue states. Michigan is a very blue state, and yeah. the, and the Supreme Court in Michigan is blue. To your point, uh, the judiciary is political. And this Supreme Court in Michigan is, you know, it's it's not a red Supreme Court. Why do you think they ruled the way they ruled in Michigan? Yeah, they. Um, Good point. Uh, you know, they uh, it it gets kind of muddy, but uh, you know, ultimately they said, you know, he stays on the ballot, and right. and I think that that helps Trump. You know, you've got a you've got a blue state, a very blue state, saying he's on board. Mm -hmm. You know, versus other blue states that are that are kicking him off. You know, I think for. Yeah. Uh, inaccurate reasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, you bring up a really good. Thanks for reminding me about that, Dean, about Michigan. And, uh, you know, that was yeah a clear victory there, but of truth. Um, but obviously, um, Colorado is one of those states lately that uh, I remember the day when it used to actually vote more uh, conservative uh, politics. But, man, it's gone so far. I think they're so sky high out there. Literally, I don't think no, they know what they're voting for, um, you know, <laughs> Mm -hmm. the the mile high city they call it right something like that <laughs> right. um, i mean i don't know there's and i think this is why i don't know i always get i, I always find it weird dean how they the government wants to uh, legalize everything i think they want most of america to be on drugs and be high as a kite uh, so they can yeah. steal the country blind from us i don't know i, I get that feeling sometimes you know um, yeah yeah that's true that's true i i think it 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 goes to dumbing down education they want yeah. us stupid and they want us to just nod our heads yes to whatever they say. Yeah. And I, I know I just put that out there, but I digress a moment here. And I, I, I it was a sideball that I probably didn't need. But uh, so the Supreme Court. So you think that they uh, you think they that Trump prevails in this then, Dean, as well, then you think that uh, they're going to follow what Michigan did? 
the, the courts. I, yeah. I, I think he prevails. He he's not been charged. Okay. Uh, you know, there's there's been no uh, label of him being a insurrectionist. All right. I, all right. I, I think he he prevails. And let me throw a curveball at you here now, all of you here. Let me stay with you a minute, Dean, and throw you a couple of curveballs here. So let me let me take this further now. So now we're in the heat of the battle for the 2024 general election. And uh, so now, you know, it, it matters. Things heat up. We'll be seeing the Iowa caucuses coming now. Other things are going to play out here. There's a full court press to get Trump in there. Jack Smith is trying his darndest to play things out quietly as best he can. But there's a goal to pin something on him, uh, you know, and uh, m- make him a criminal quickly before the election. Uh, what is your heart of heart say, Dean? Let's uh, let's take thirty seconds each. I've got to get around. I want to just throw this out there because I mean, do, does do are they successful in there, Dean? First off, or does he prevail and right up to the election in twenty twenty four? Because Americans seem to be getting behind Trump. What do you think, please? Yep, my heart tells me he he prevails. Wow, and and he's he's going to go and in, in November. No hesitation. No see. no hesitation, Dean. No, no. Man, you didn't hesitate at all. Do you think he become no? Okay, so you think he, they don't get him indicted before then, or or charged rather? Do you, so you think that uh, he is? Uh, you you think he's the forty seventh president as well? I do. Wow. Yes, I do. Wow. All right, fascinated. Thank you for your honesty, Patricia. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I think that the effort to pre- protect democracy by preventing the democratic process will fail. And Trump will prevail and be on the ballot. And I I think he'll take it. If he's on the ballot, he'll take it. So if he's on the ballot, you think he's the 47th president? I do. Wow. Yes, I do. Why, no hesitation either with you. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm just asking. I mean, I, I, I'm a little surprised. I didn't expect everybody to say that. Okay. Steve, yeah, I almost I, don't. Uh, yeah, I, Steve, I almost don't have to ask you the question, but I need to do that. Because I know your answer. But what do you say to that, sir? Well, Malcolm, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I am so surprised that you are so surprised because I'm in full agreement. Trump will prevail. Trump will be the next president of the United States based on the voice of the people, which we are hearing so loud and clear. And I got to say, I'm really happy with Jack Smith and with all these other (laughs) uh, weenies, because what they really are doing is helping uh, uh, us in the campaign strategy for conservatives. I mean, they yeah. are winning over uh, voters for for Trump, for the conservatives, for America first, um, like nothing we could ever do. So I think that maybe this is God working behind the scenes. Yeah, could I'm, be. I'm happy. Steve, did yep. you just call them weedies or weenies? Uh, I call them weenies. Okay. Yeah. I'm just asking. Yeah. I thought I heard weenies. I wasn't <laughs> sure. I wanted to clarify that. Okay. Yeah, they don't They don't eat weedies, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they say that's the breakfast of champions. I don't know. None of that cereal is good for you at the end of the day, but that's another story, friends. All right. Let me uh, tell you what we'll do next here. Uh, the next topic we're going to take up is, oh boy, this is going to be the chef scene. Now, this is one I, I, I have to, in full disclosure with all of you, I just don't follow a lot of this. I've never been uh, into the, uh, I, this is just me. I find these uh, farcical, nonsensical stories a, a bit of a distraction to me personally. This is me. And so I don't follow them a lot. They're like the National Enquirer. Of course, Americans love these stories. 
and social media loves them as well. And a lot of people are far more um, up on these things than I am. I, and, you know, I, it's like, I don't know about you, but when I go to like to the newsfeed, listen, I only got so much brain power. It's so used right now. I, I got to pick the stories and the fights I'm going to do. You know what I you, do? you feel the same way out there? It's the kind of way I operate. So I picked the ones that I think are most important. And the other stuff I don't really pay. So I haven't paid a lot of attention to the the Epstein thing. I think it's an absolute disgusting uh, piece of business. But this whole thing of pedophilia and everything else that plays with it is serious stuff. Human trafficking. Now, that's not something that does outrage me to the to the nth degree, i got to tell you right now. Human trafficking, sexual exploitation. I hate that stuff. And I always will fight and put justice where injustice is. That story I am involved in on that level. And maybe that's where I've missed the missed the uh, ball here with Epstein. I don't know. I'm just saying, just to qualify that. Now, let me just remind you as well, uh, that uh, AmericaOutloud.shop is all of the products, especially right now where people do need these products. There's no doubt about it, especially in the season where a lot of people are getting sick for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, and uh, you, you want to protect yourself. And the way to protect yourself, frankly, is a healthy immune system. There are many ways you can get that healthy immune system, but ignoring it is not one of them. Let me just be clear with you. I know because I see it in my own family. I see other things that are going on. So you want to do everything you can to, and, and we've taken that as our personal mission here at America Out Loud. We always have from day one. The product you'll see on the front page will always be highlighting a featured offer. Right now, that is the fabulous product. It's new, it's exciting, it's good, and I'm taking it, by the way. And it's a healthy cell. It's heart and vascular health. And man, this thing is something else. If you heard us on Pulse, me and Dr. McCullough talking about it, but it's got the CoQ10. CoQ10 is uh, unbelievable. But this is in the microgel, the microgel, which even McCullough was shocked that they got into the microgel. Because that's normally it's a big horse pill you take, but now it's in the microgel and it's a substantial amount in there. He's telling me it's got the omega three, the vitamin K K two, a resveratrol, uh, the soluble fiber. It's a powerhouse. It's a powder keg for your body, and I'm taking it myself, and it's really great. It's great tasting, but it's a great little microgel. You can take it right out of the little package into your mouth down. Put it in a little water. You can even put it in yogurt if you want or anything. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, um, just pour it out on your tongue if you like that. Main thing is get it in your body. Um, our listeners, our family of America Out Loud, get 25% off the first order using the code OUTLOUD. So when you go there, go to the shop, you click the ads, you'll get that by using the code OUTLOUD. But try that heart and vascular health. That is the uh, featured offer right now on the platform. I think you'll be pleased you did. And uh, I, I mean, I'm loving that. And I'm loving some other things I'm taking too. I'll tell you about in the days ahead that are really, really good. All right, take a quick pause now, friends, and we'll join you just on the other side of the voice of a nation. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. 
No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Okay, welcome back here, friends. And you know, they call this, I remember the story, so a couple years back here, they called it the Lolita Express. Wow, that was kind of charged right there, in fact. The Lolita Express. And that was the jet he flew everybody on, remember? Well, that uh, that uh, Express now has become a pretty big deal. And then things got a little murky after that. We heard names like Prince Andrew a lot. We heard names like Bill Clinton a lot. But there are other names, and I've got other uh, list of folks here. I've seen even reports, and I heard these before, but as the list has come out now, I even see reports of uh, uh, Copperfield. I think, uh, remember the ma- magician there, Copperfield? Uh, he's actually in there as well, they're saying, as a, uh, uh, a concern. I've got that in here, too. Anyways, was looking at that list. Um so uh, this is uh, uh, really something else. We're going to start here with Dr. Steve Lutulips here on this one. Take the lead on this story. Uh, Steve, I, again, I have full confession. I haven't followed it a lot, uh, frankly. I, I find these stories a bit of a distraction. But again, uh, some of the names you're seeing on here are quite shocking. Uh, now, this list, they say there's, you know, it's back to the whole thing, smoke and gun, whether it is one or isn't one. Uh, some of the things they were doing on these islands and stuff, I guess, and you probably looked into this story, I would imagine, and are not uh, uh, really for family uh, rated. They're not good things. Um, you have to question yourself. What were these people doing? And there's a lot of funny things about being on lists, not being on lists, secrecy. Like if it, uh, what I question is this, Steve, if it was all up and up, why wasn't it out in the light of day? Why is there so much secrecy about this? And I, that's the thing I started seeing over the last couple of years, the secrecy about this story. That made me suspicious, in fact. Is that a point or what? I think it's an excellent point. Uh, if you look at the, the testimony of Virginia Jufri and her lawsuit, uh, it's very damning. And, and uh, the evidence was held from us. And I think that uh, this there was uh, a guy named Mike Chernovich, and he's an attorney, an author, a filmmaker, and he was investigating the scandal. And he came to the conclusion that Jeffrey Epstein was actually an FBI asset. And, and he points out some real crucial facts in the Epstein case, one of them being that he, Epstein was only charged with... Uh, uh, the crime of paying minors for personal massages from 2002 to 05. Nothing said about the Man Act, which he grossly violated. The, the, the Man Act criminalizes transportation of an underage girl uh, through interstate travel by any mode, plane, uh, train, boat, whatever. But um, but also a lot of evidence went missing, including the blackmail files that were in Epstein's safe at his home. We have no idea what those were, but we know that it was actually being used to blackmail the clients of Epstein and the FBI had their hand in it. And of course, when we look into even uh, the Sound of Freedom movie with Jim Caviezel, we we have uh, evidence that the CIA was involved in all of this. And so, you know, the government's involved in this whole thing. And I agree with you. It sounds initially like this was just nothing but a gossip column, but it is much, much more than that. And when you think about the emotional trauma and uh, of the these heinous crimes, it's so indescribable what these kids go through and how their lives are destroyed. 
And so I think it's really time to say uh, enough of this. We need to get our heads out of the sand, get to the bottom of it, find out what's really going on, and then hold these leftists to their own words when they say that nobody is above the law. And I say to that, we need to prove it and find out who is guilty of what, because it's just purely disgusting, the harm that they're doing, especially when we have involved perhaps three uh, presidents of the United States. You know, this is- Who are the other ones? Who are the others? Well, we, we know for sure that Clinton has been implicated. Uh, there's been significant evidence of Obama, and his name may come out. And of course, not just Bill Clinton, but uh, his darling wife was there too, Hillary. And uh, both of the Obamas were there. We've had words uh, that George Bush Jr. was there. So now uh, I also seen on the list this morning, I want to ask you, I seen Trump's name being mentioned in this as well. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. But Trump was on uh, a plane on a jet uh, with Epstein four times. And that was between uh, 2000. uh, was it 03 to 07? Okay. I believe it was. And and those were only trips between uh, New York City and Florida. So uh, those trips were not anything involved with the, the whole scandal. And in fact, it, it, the evidence is, has come out now that shows that uh, Trump has been fully vindicated, including by Virginia Jufri, who said, no, Trump didn't do anything. In fact, uh, in his favor, uh, Epstein took the underage Jufri with him to one of uh, Trump's casinos, and she was not allowed into the casino because she was underage. Is that the and one too that that confessed that she was told to have sex with Prince Andrew? Yes, yeah. yes, wow. and she and she has come forth, and we're seeing it now that she definitely has sexual relationships with certain people that are being charged. She admitted to it. And she twice denied having any relations whatsoever with Donald Trump. Well, but President Bill Clinton would never do any of that. He typically used cigars for his metrics. No. Yeah. I wonder what Monica Lewinsky would say about that, because, you know, Bill Clinton did He denied everything. I had no no interaction whatsoever with. Uh, Epstein. And of course, now we've seen that he was a frequent flyer to Epstein Island. So um, I think it's all going to come out. And yeah, this is not just gossip. This is something that is very serious. We're dealing with the biggest sex crime ring in the world. And we have, of course, the elite of the elites who are involved in this. And these are the leaders in our nation, head yeah, of the yeah. you know business, uh, the, well, the country. When you say things are going to come out, see, I I I um I question that because it seems to me at every turn they seem to push this stuff more and more under the carpet. W- w- again, everybody was asking, you know, did Jeff Jeffrey Epstein, um, you know, his death in jail? You know, we know that that was highly controversial. Clearly, uh, wasn't accidental. Many would believe and know. Uh, so I, I don't know, D- Dean, let me get you in on this, please. And, um, and ask you your, your, first of all, I will say to you that, you know, what amazes me today is that these kinds of people, I, 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 frankly, I, I look at this kind of behavior, Dean, in full confession to everybody as really the scum of the earth. And I have to say that in, in, in full out in the light of day, anybody who would do anything even close to pedophilia or anything harming any child for any reason uh is one sick individual and is not even should be classified as a human 
let alone any women or anyone else that is targeted in such behavior, I think is grotesque on its face. And human trafficking and all of that is disgusting. And that is the core of evil in our country. And I think it all needs to be called out if that's the case. What do you say to that? Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, I I think what, what troubles me a lot is in reference to, to Steve's comment about Epstein, you know, possibly being an asset to the FBI, which makes me ask, does the FBI know what's happening all these years mm-hmm. just so they can um, keep their thumb on somebody, just so they can have blackmail material? Are they allowing good point. Good point. these things to happen to these young girls right under their nose and under their eyes watching uh, just so they can um, have a leg up on somebody? Are you saying that we don't trust the FBI disgusting. anymore? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. That's just, it's exactly what I'm saying. I, I I don't know how we can trust them. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But I didn't mean to cut you off. But I don't know either. <laughs> no, but I, I'm not buying what they say either. So you um so you, you if there's a smoking gun here, there's you believe there's more to it. I heard also reports that they wouldn't be putting Bill Clinton out on the campaign trail now that this is going to really mark him, uh, you know, marginalize the uh, potential sure. that he would normally have and mark sure. him up pretty good. I guess you agree with that. Sure. And and also, Malcolm, it makes me wonder. So they've only given us a couple names. Of course, they've thrown out a couple big ones. You know, the Prince and and Bill Clinton, which those are names that have been floated in the past. Hmm. The the question I want to know is is who are the names that they're still protecting? Yeah. Yeah. You know, even the thought of Copperfield, a magician like that, you know, it's just there's so many uh, things that come out of your mind with that. But as to why these sure. people do the things they do and who they're hanging with. Now, again, the media keeps saying, um, Patricia, uh, let me ask you here. The media keeps saying, and I hear this in the reports I do here on the show, like, but uh, they'll say this big thing like, oh, and there's on the list and that's on the list. But nobody did anything wrong. Nobody did anything wrong. Yeah, we're not saying anybody did anything wrong. And they immediately come out with that, like in defense of whatever. What do you think? Did anybody do anything wrong here, Patricia? I think the left has been trying for a long time to normalize um, sexual relations between men and boys uh, in particular. And and so, but, you know, the pedophilia, I think I think they've been long trying to do that. And, and I also think that going back through time, mm-hmm. this um, breaking of the, the most awful of taboos, which is hurting a child, has been kind of a, a sense of... Um, I don't know, elitist, and and it's been a, an expression of power and dominance and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, the, the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts of America have certainly duly noted and done a lot of damage to our youth in this mm-hmm. country. I'll tell you that, Patricia. That's absolutely true. And, and yeah, any any time that uh, we let powerful people get away with hurting ch- children, we're all damned by that. Yeah. So what's the summary? What's the bottom line out of this, uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Steve was saying he thinks there needs to be accountability. Somebody be held accountable. Um, Let me just ask you bottom line. Uh, Will anybody be accountable? Does it matter uh, or does this get swept? Because the left is very good at pushing things under the carpet. They're really absolutely. And I think what they're going to try to do is is to uh, push the most consequential names under the carpet until those people are either dead and gone or until, uh, you know, it, it politically doesn't have ramifications anymore. That's what they tried to do with the, the Pfizer uh, information. That's what they always try to do is, is to try and squelch it until it's so far in the past that um, it's, it's not of consequence anymore. But I think that that opportunity is 
getting more difficult. Okay, Steve, let's put a, a whole cherry on top of this Sunday now with this Jerry Epstein thing and uh, the takeaways from the uh, unsealed. Now these documents are unsealed, but they still don't say a lot as far as some names, but but they keep saying they didn't do anything. Like they were there just there for the um, for the grilled cheese sandwich, Steve, you know? Yeah, well, that's that's coming out right now, Malcolm. And there are words in there that are very condemning for certain people. Uh, that's why Jimmy uh, Kimmel is squirming so much right now. He is, is he on the list by chance? Yeah, he's on the list. He he denied it, but he, he was recently attacked by an NFL great Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Kimmel was threatening him with uh, with a lawsuit. But the, the fact was a reemerge video shows that he definitely was involved uh, in fact, he was best friends with Adam Perry Lang, who was the private chef of Epstein. And so, you know, they actually had a very close friendship. So I think this is going to come out. And, you know, I mentioned the dates when Ep uh, when Trump flew with Epstein. That was between 1993 and 97. So that was actually a long time ago. I think I said 2003 and 07, but it was actually a decade earlier than that. Wow. So what's going to come out, I think, in all of this is showing how evil is the deep state, for one thing, in, in the big picture scheme, because the Yes, it could be a distraction, but at the same time, we see how evil they are. They will manipulate in any way that they can use people and control people. And I believe it's always, always about control. Mm -hmm. And that's why we got to get to the root of this. And I think that will be overturned when Trump gets in office. I think we're going to see a new FBI, a new CIA, a new Department of Homeland Security. So um, that's what we are looking forward to uh, with this next election. Okay. Well, that is, a, that is a long list of, uh, of uh, uh, New Year's, uh, I don't want to call them resolutions, but uh, goals, I guess, for the New Year's and what might happen. Wow. But at one point, there are a lot of distractions you have to be careful with out there as we look at what really matters to people's lives. And what really matters is uh, to be safe and secure, to have uh, protected our homeland and our borders and uh, a robust economy and uh, offer American values and, and uh, solid education and things that matter to families, real families here. That's Those are the things that people need to vote for. And if they do that, the left should be defeated overwhelmingly. The Marxist left. I'm speaking about the Marxist left here. The this disease called progressivism. Uh, they have hijacked the Democrat Party whole, by the way, and uh, which is why it doesn't exist anymore. So I apologize to all my Democrat friends, but that is in fact a deed, and they have a home here at America Out Loud. Please invite your independents, moderates, and left of center Democrats into the broadcast here. We, they absolutely have a home here. We are not. We're, we're the opposite of an extreme extremist. We're right here in the middle of America. We, we believe in American values and love all people. The liberty and justice for all, we say. And so everybody's welcome here. The only ones that are going to be uncomfortable here, friends, is the Marxist left. Progressivism. It's a disease. Don't catch it. There's no vaccine. And it's not safe and effective. That's my story today, friends, and we're sticking to it. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.